Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars Podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping and or episode 11 and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here. Tommy's not here today, guys, but I do have a guest. It's just the twosy twos of us. Twosy twos. It is my good friend and uh, one half of the Kickball Friends podcast, Robbie Freeman. Robbie, how are you? What up, Michael? How's it going? Pretty good. Um, I love Andor. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm coming out. Um, you know, I love and I. This was probably my least one of my least favorite episodes. Still love the show. Still yeah. an amazing show. Still incredible. I'm still riding the high of. The, the heist of the prison break. I, I, I see wh- how we're building to next week, and I'm just hyped. Yeah, what is this? Is it going to be just like a funeral massacre? Like, uh, is it the red it's, funeral? Yeah, it's going to be great. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I, it's going to be great. Robbie, what's going on in your world? Anything exciting? Um, I went viral on TikTok last week. That was That's <laughs> the big thing going on in my life. I have 895,000 views on a Love is Blind TikTok, and... Uh, you know what? I've peaked. I've peaked. Um, I've peaked as an influencer, so I'm just really, really happy about it. That's what's going on in my life. Listen, I say you go all in. You know, I listen. I heard you talk about this on the Kickball Friends podcast, and I was really proud of you. And you said you weren't that interested in riding the wave, but I say do it. I say be a reality TV TikToker. <laughs> I, I feel like you have to be like really like I'm. I think I'm clever, but according to my performance on Twitter, I'm clever like once a year. So I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be happy with my success. And if I'm inspired, I'll do. I'll do it again. Listen, t- TikTok's a way better. I mean, look, uh, we were talking social media before this. I don't want to roast Twitter too much. I know you like it, but TikTok it. is it's better for sharing your content. I, I think it gets across more people. In those yep, stories. for sure. I think it would be more. I think it'd be more appreciated there. I, I agree. I'm I'm a visual medium, I think. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're streaming on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and you can watch all that stuff on those same platforms after the fact. Just uh if anybody I don't tell people a lot that we do this, so I figured uh I'll throw it in there. Well you've got the whole production, you've got sound clips, you've got backgrounds, you've got intro music. You're just you're just yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that is i, I don't actually <laughs> it's from she hulk that's uh oh, okay uh Bur- madison and the why isn't where you think it is uh, see here's the problem i'm not fast enough with this stuff uh oh, on the soundboard <laughs> i've got that okay. somewhere. <laughs> that's yeah that's You're the peak of, that's the peak of marvel phase four basically that joke is the peak of marvel phase four exactly um <laughs> uh, Okay, Robbie, uh, if you're down, let's go ahead and dive into this. Um, let's do it. I Again, there's so many freaking characters in this show. Like, It's becoming like Game of Thrones level, like trying to track what's going on, where people are. Um, so kind of like we did last week, I have uh, everything broken up by characters and what happened to them. So we'll talk like Andor throughout, and then we'll move on to... Dedra, Vel, Luthen, there's everybody. So you're gonna have to describe characters for me because I think outside of Andor, I'm just like the rich daughter, or, or like, like, like I just like the shop. I, I actually I know I know that the shopkeeper assistant is named Leia. That is all I know because yeah. the internet was like, is it Leia? And I'm like, no, that'd be really dumb. I hope it's not. Yes. So um, it's interesting because I, I oftentimes feel like the audience is in that same 
boat, the people listening to this? Like, because I know who Melshi is, but if I say Melshi, like, are half of the people going to know who I'm talking about? I have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about. Who is Melshi? Melshi is the guy that escaped with Andor. Perfect. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes, I know who that is. Yeah, exactly. So is he um, is he the guy who is also in Rogue One? Yes. Okay. So I know who that is. And I will say I rewatched Rogue One like two weeks ago. Uh, it really, in, it, it enhances the Andor viewing because you're like watching it and you're like, oh, that's the senator. Like she's in Rogue One or this person's in Rogue One. And it's like fun to like be like, oh, there's Easter eggs that I haven't caught by like by like just being a normal human who watches TV and movies. So I'm offended by one thing, though. You called her the senator of all the characters. You can't disrespect Mon Mothma like that. Is she not the best? Um, I love her, but again, I was like, I'm literally, I have uh, the cast list uh, next to me, and I'm looking at these names. I'm like, Bix, uh, Deidre, yeah. Marva. I'm like, <laughs> I have never heard any of these names. And I, I, as you said, Mon Matha, I'm like, that's a name I've heard, but you know what? The fact that I was able to describe her as the senator, I feel like is pretty cool. That is a big jump. So, okay, let's, let's dive into it. I know Sagara. I know, I know that. I know that. Yeah. Eyes, deception. <laughs> yeah uh let's start on andor here andor is just coming out of his escape and a couple interesting things happening here he's you know like hiding on he's like on a cliff hanging he's just free soloing yeah. he's just like <laughs> it's like just chilling on el capitan just being like i'm free soloing this mountain it's gonna be awesome um and then the other guys like i can't do this anymore and then all of a sudden they're they're up i don't care fabulous fabulous tension loved it yeah, I, actually, this was a suspenseful for me because, like, for half a second, I forgot Melshi is in Rogue One, so it was like, <laughs> "Oh, dude, he's falling." <laughs> no, but he's fine. Um, how, but they go. How do you how do you think that works? Like, I, you're like swimming away from you're swimming away from this prison. Like, do you like meet up with your buddies on the rock, uh, like on on land, and kind of like break off, or is this just like he they happen to be together when they got to land? Like, I was I was really thinking about this. Like, how, how why is it only two of them? Shouldn't there be lots of them together? Well, I, I guess if I were to like explain this away at all, like you get that overhead shot of the prison and they're all kind of swimming in different directions. And you think okay. probably there's like different factions of friends going off and, you know, they're like, oh, there's Melshi. I'm following yeah. him this way. I know him. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like why couldn't anyone wait for our, for our boy? Like, I know he can't swim, but like someone could help him swim. Like, oh, God, we, 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 <laughs> I mean, we all watched this. the challenge. Tyson dragged Cache across that 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 water like <laughs> someone could pull him like, yeah. He's, he's not yeah. just dead. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, That's why I think he's Snoke. He's going to go back, and uh, I don't know if they're going to turn him into Snoke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only he's, – he's Palpatine's granddaughter. That's the only logical explanation. <laughs> exactly. So um, we do meet some fun aliens here. They're going to go steal this uh, quad jumper, and these guys, they block them. They, like, catch them in these nets, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the nets were for. Um, All – I think that was like their protection. That was their like low jack on their car. It was like they had the club and the club was like a net system that protects people from running at your ship. Okay. That's um, the only explanation that it was like, they're like, we can't run quickly, but we can set up these like traps. That yeah, was my I, only understanding. I love these guys. I, I, he says, two -Z two. I just, I don't know. <laughs> that was, uh, I don't know why he had to say, he knows what two is clearly. So why'd you have to say doozy two? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I, I will say that oh, one of the I, I did struggle to understand that conversation 
between those two aliens. Like I, I like I understand where we landed, but I didn't understand like what the back and forth was. Like why do they? Why are they okay with these people? Why do they let them on the ship? Like again, doesn't really matter. But like I, I did miss that conversation a little. It is. A, I think the biggest leap for me is like when they end up. I, I I don't know if they like was this like an Uber? Did they take them or did he give him the ship? They didn't really explain that part. Um, but basically, what I got from it was it, it kind of seemed like they weren't at, they're kind of messing with them more so because yeah. he kind of lets them go with very little explanation. Uh, but they he knew they were escapees. Like he said that immediately. Yeah. So like he knew they were already on the same side because they don't like the Empire. So I think he was just. Yeah, and effectively they like hitchhiked a ride, and like again, it was not that important because they get on the ship, and the next time we see Andor is basically retrieving his like his loot and his gun and all that stuff. So it's it was kind of just like let's get it, let's like let's explain how he gets off the island, and then uh, let's this planet, and let's let's just move on to like the rest of the, of the show. Yeah, Andor is actually not in this episode a lot, but I did like this choice here where, like, this is the type of thing, I never expected him to go back for his box, you know? It's like, and that's the kind of thing that you'll see in a movie or something that, like, you know, we would never question it, but it is kind of weird. And I don't know, Andor does this kind of thing where they, like, address things we would never think about, but it's like, yeah, he needs to go get his gun and his money. Yeah, and I think what really, what really stood out to me, and, I, I, like, I I forgot about that box, and, like, as soon as I saw that home planet, I was like, oh, he has to go get that box. But I think that the most interesting thing about that scene is you think about when we first saw that beach area the first time, and it was this vibrant, like, like kind of party town it's like beach town um lots of people having fun like a couple people getting arrested or whatever but like ultimately it seemed pretty chill and we're about probably a year later six months 12 months whatever something like that and you can see that the, the empire has decimated this beach town and i think it is really it is really stark and visually stark that you're like no pun intended um that it is totally different. And because of that, you're like, oh, I get this. I get the impact that the empires had on this place. Like, imagine if you were to go to like Panama City Beach, Florida on spring break and the empire was there, like it would be dead and you'd be like, oh, what happened here? And like, I think that's the cool visual that we get there. So it's like Panama City and winter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's a, I, I didn't even really, it didn't really register why it might be so abandoned. But yeah, I mean, last thing we saw was, there's definitely like some imperial pressure in this. Yeah, uh, you're getting planet. arrested for like walking funny or like sweating. <laughs> like, like oh, you're sweating. You're running away. You're going to prison for six years. Like this is intense. Like this is like I think kind of building up the idea that like people are getting are going to get pissed off because of this stuff and they're going to start actually rebelling. Yeah. So next year again, this is like there's like the three scenes. We get the the opening where he gets away. We get the he he retrieves the box, and then the last scene he's calling his mom. He's calling his mom to leave a message, and the guy there is like, "Hey, dude, your mom's dead." Um, I thought he I thought he was a little insensitive with the way how, how he like delivered this. Like, if you're telling somebody telling somebody that their family member died, like I don't know if you say your mom is dead. Like, I, would you say passed away? She's no longer with us. I don't know. What do you? Um, Am I, I think sensitive? I, I think in this world maybe they're just ripping the bandaid off. Um, I honestly didn't really think about it too much. I, I what I did what did could not confuse me a little. The way he said it was that it was unclear to me. Like like let's say, uh, hey Michael, your your mom's dead. 
would you would you uh, be like, oh, she died 24 hours ago and her funeral's in 24 hours? Like, I think that was the gap that didn't really like like I like her mom just died is like probably what I would have said. Um, so and all I think all I was doing during that scene and I'm sure everyone was like, obviously, he's going to go to the funeral. But it's just like, don't go to the funeral. Like, don't yeah. like, <laughs> like, don't go to the funeral. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> Yeah, um, it, this is, I, I guess he doesn't, I, I do feel bad because I don't think he truly realizes how bad things are for him right now. Like yeah. he doesn't realize, you know, uh, Vel and Sinta, the other rebels, right? They He doesn't realize they want him dead. Uh, he doesn't know Cyril's obsessing over him. I'm trying to think, does he even know Dedra's even that much after him? Uh, Cyril is our, our mama's boy um yes sorry the names <laughs> you gotta you gotta describe people you gotta, <laughs> I, luckily i have like i said i have the cast list open so i'm like i i was like i think i saw that i would have pronounced that differently but um yeah he has no idea the extent um do you think that he has any reason to suspect that the uh, that the like rebels are like trying to kill him i wouldn't well i don't know he did kill right. that one guy what'd you say they're trying to kill him right yeah definitely okay okay i just wanted to make sure yeah, yeah. Um, and so, because we even, well, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, we'll get there later. But what happens is um, um, Melshi and Andor agree to split up, and they're like, we, Melshi's very much like, we got to tell everybody about this. Andor's a little more subdued about it. So um, I think Andor is more about, I think he's more so ready to take action. I think he's like full rebel now. Like before oh, yeah. it was like about the money, and now it's like, he was, I mean, he becomes full rebel like when he's in the prison. Like he's yeah. re recruiting the he's recruiting like now again I'm blanking on everyone's name. He's recruiting people to be like the face of the rebellion in the prison. He's like, I need you because of this. And like he's making the pitch. And only three episodes ago, he was having to get pitched. He's he's basically become Luthen, where he's um he has to recruit other people, and you can tell that he buys in now. He realizes the the totality of like what this like what would happen to him and i think he's bought in at this point yeah so um let's go back to I'm, i've kind of got a couple different things characters lumped together here but a lot of the action on ferrix where we open we actually open the episode i think we open the episode or maybe not i don't know marva dot marva's dead um uh, yes. andor's mom is dead Rip. and Rip. um b2 emo so sad in this episode he's He's like pouting. He, he doesn't want to be alone. He also doesn't want to leave. Paul, uh, poor Alan Tudyk. I feel like everyone he loves dies. Is that it, Alan it, Tudyk too? I think it's Alan Tudyk. That's that's who like in my brain it was. Maybe I'm just like projecting. But I, I mean, I don't know who it is. I just hadn't heard that. It, that would make sense. Yeah. You, you Let me, your... Now I'm, I'm Googling. I'm Googling. Oh, he won't be in the first season of. So no, I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. I'm wrong. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> my bad <laughs> um so uh yeah he but what, what what do you think about this droid what what here's a better question what purpose does this droid serve so it, it was really interesting because the droid is behaving like a child or like a family member and i was trying to think back like has there been emotional has there been similar emotional resonance with droids to humans? And I'm thinking maybe R2 and, and C-3PO, like maybe. Um, but this seemed like truly like it was a child. I'm curious. And I think uh, I'd be like, I feel like you have to think this way when you're in a, a show like this. What information does he have? Um, what information is in this droid that 
he like but in, in reality he is grieving so like we're getting this grieving but in the back of my mind i'm like this droid has information this this droid knows where andor's sister is he knows something he knows where the rebel base is or something like and i'm just trying to like i'm like sitting there investigating the whole time so i'm a little out of it but ultimately like i love that this droid is basically like played as a 10 year old who's like He's like, I have to stay in my charging station. And then he's like, okay, I'll stay. And he's like, okay, let's play. Like, he's almost like a dog or, I don't know, dog, child. Same I was going to say mind. a dog. I mean, we're even, because I have a, because uh, B2MO, he sits on this little bed here. Yeah, you, you've got it. We're showing on the cameras here. I've got a little cat kitty. right here. I, I, I don't want to move the camera, but I got I do have a cat. And it's on a very similar bed that B2MO has a bed. I'm like, you're, an, yeah. you're a pet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, so there, there's BTMO. I, I want to talk about another character here. Um, let me do the descriptions. Andor's <laughs> girlfriend, Bix. Um, yes. We we don't get a whole lot from her here, but she's not doing well. She's not holding she's up. She's been messed up. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about this, because this is something we were a little confused about. Like, what is she going through? How is she being tortured? Because we kind of, we get a, an idea, but it like, for her... For how they explained it, it doesn't really translate to how she looks now, you know? So the the connection that I made, and I made this to Rogue One, and then when I watched it, I, it made me feel like I was more confident that this is what happened, is that in Rogue One, we have Saw Gerrera, and he, like, uh, he he's like, I'm going to interrogate you, and I'm going to use this animal that, like, wraps around your head and, like, looks into your brain, and but, like, the side effect is that it drives you insane. I think that the Empire is is utilizing and like when they talk about, oh, we found these animals and they emitted this noise. I think the I think that the Empire kind of like is using the same technology, but in a refined like they have recordings of the voice and they're basically like scrambling the brain. And that is the comparison that I made. But I, I that's not like based on anything except my like guess. You kind of broke my brain here because I think you're absolutely right. Um the, the same guy who came in here saying the senator just like completely explained this perfectly to me. Um, <laughs> but no, that that's a really I haven't seen Andor maybe in a couple years. I mean, I Andor uh, Rogue One in a couple years. Uh, but I, I was wait because I'd heard this show. I wanted to wait till after this. But now I feel like I should have done what you did. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was like thinking that when I first I like vaguely remembered it. And then when I watched Rogue One, I was like, oh, this has to be the the analog. Like this is like like in Rogue One, they have the like actual animal and it's like very rudimentary and the empire is using a refined version of this is my read of things fascinating okay well said um i like that um another thing that happens here is um they pull her in for another question they show a picture of antor krieger who's been like he's been like the rebel character kind of off screen this whole time they, they mentioned him here and there i straight up had no idea who that guy was yeah, was i supposed to know who that was they have mentioned him. Uh, Luthen mentions him because Luthen is trying to link Antor and Saul together. Uh, so that was their first conversation about it. And then we also find out later when they're talking about the rebel pilot they captured, he worked for Antor Krieger. So again, we're hearing a lot about this guy. We finally saw his face for the first time on the hollow screen thingy. Um, but what, what was interesting to me, and I'm curious to get your take on this, because they ask, is this the person you introduced to Andor? Clearly it's not. That was Luthen. But she doesn't give an answer. So that leads me to wonder. She has one of two choices. She can sell this guy under the bus to keep Luthen safe. Or she just lies again and keeps getting tortured. What, what do you think? How do you think this is going to go? I feel like she's getting tortured no matter what. Like, I think in the first... In- 
like the first scene they're like she's like she even says it she's like no matter what answer i give you're gonna torture me i think maybe she has a shot at getting away with it but like she's getting tortured again um so that's my guess is what's gonna happen I, I again i like i i guess i'm like what i like about the show is that i don't have a full grasp on everything and i don't even have a full grasp on all the th- on like all the theories and all the connections is is krieger the same guy who um i want to try and use names because you're so mature about names <laughs> is it is it is is krieger the guy that luthan is like selling out basically like he's like we like this yes. guy's gonna die and like we just have to let him die because like it's better in the long run is that the same guy Yes, and in fact, um, if you want, let's move on into that discussion here um, because that's the next part of my notes. Sure. Let's talk about Luthen, and he shows up here. And yeah, basically. Can we just call him Emmy Award winner Stellan Skarsgård? I was going to ask you about this uh, because, you know, you watch way more TV than I do. You're probably even more familiar with Emmys than I do, but like, this show's got to get some love. Is Is that your prediction? I think that it may amass a, enough critical reception to get the love. My worry is that, uh, like, actually, no, I was going to say Pedro Pascal didn't get any love, but I think people are just like, eh, he's kind of just doing voiceover work. I think Stellan Starsgard's monologue at the end of last uh, two week, two episodes ago, like that is literally an Emmy reel. Like, I, I like, I would, I'd be into that. I don't know if Diego Luna's character is going to be but like i could see andy circus getting like a guest emmy i think that there's going to be talk for people like getting emmys and i think the big one is going to be stellan skarsgård and i think andy circus for like uh, a guest emmy if i if i were betting right now that's what i would say gotcha yeah i definitely that was another thing i had my notes specifically for you i needed to know um because it doesn't seem like the disney plus stuff gets much love right i mean maybe the mandalorian got some stuff and like some categories, but I, I think that um, I think when it was novel, I, I believe WandaVision got a bunch of love early on. Um, and I think that there's just been a deluge of this stuff where it's, it hasn't gotten the love and, and let's, let's call it spade to spade. Honestly, um, the star Wars stuff has not been the best. Um, the Mandalorian has probably been the best show. And it's like after the season one, it's been a little up and down. Uh, Boba Fett was, was junk. Um, the other shows are cartoons and I, I like, I, I'm not above cartoons, but also like I, I people don't watch that stuff yeah. um, and they don't get nominated for Emmys. But I, I what I, what I think is really interesting about this show is, did you hear the news about uh, the broadcast of the show on ABC? Well, I, I know I saw them. They had posted something about how it's coming to like Hulu. Uh, yeah. It's coming so to a bunch of other streaming services. So they're taking the first two episodes and they're going to air them on ABC. So they're putting them on like prime time, like during the week, uh, they're going to put the first two episodes on. And they're also, like you said, making them available on Hulu. And I I think what that really means is that Disney knows they have a great show on their hands. They know that they have 12 awesome episodes. They know that nerds like us are super into it. Even uh, TV critics are super into it. And on the flip side, I know that they know that no one's watching this show. Like it is like the least watched Disney Plus show. Like after, like, and they want to. They, I, they. This is their preemptive push to say, "Hey, we've got a great show. Everyone needs to watch this." Like Disney Plus isn't just for to sit your kids down to watch Inside Out. This is to like an adult can sit and watch an adult show, and they're gonna make that bet. And I think that's part of it is going to be an Emmys push. Part of it will be that. So that's my read on the situation but that's like very like i'm not an expert but it's like tea leave reading of like what they're doing fascinating yeah uh i I didn't really make the connection 
to that big push, but that makes a lot of sense. So uh, yeah, that's got to be a good sign. Yeah, it's like I mean they didn't put like want like even think about their other great shows, Wandavision for how much I have problems with it, but like Loki, there wasn't a need to with those shows. Even the Mandalorian, they never really pushed on like ABC so that like my parents could watch it. But like my parent, my dad specifically would watch this show. Like he would be really into it. Um, like he like got me into Star Wars when I was like a kid and we went to like the re-releases when they came out in theaters and he would be into this show, but he's 70, 70, more than 70, but like he would never be go on to Disney plus. So if he, I think if he caught it on ABC, he'd be like, Oh, let me check this out. And then he does have access to Disney plus. So we'll see. Hopefully I, hopefully this gets a wider kind of breadth of, of, uh, viewers, because I think that this is probably the best Disney plus show. Um, that's, that's, that's been, I'm going to pick it back on that. It's the best show we've talked about, so uh, for sure. that's for sure. Uh, actually, we w- what about uh, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> I, I purposely messed that one up. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm aware it's your at thing this point. <laughs> yeah, it's my thing. Yeah, I would be disappointed if you just started getting it right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think I could fully get it right, but I can like I know how wrong I am on that, so it's like part of the goof. Somebody asked me to rank the Disney Plus, or not the the Marvel Disney Plus shows. I did it. And I didn't realize like an hour later that I left that show off the list. <laughs> I didn't I mean, think about cause, it. Because it's last. Yeah. Actually, mm, What If was pretty bad. I would argue. But I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're probably right that it's better than the, the than that show. But um, it was not great. I, yeah. I will say. Highs and lows. Uh, yes, okay. Exactly. I, I, totally, totally. Yeah. Let's talk about Luthen here. Uh, we we all we almost got to it, but uh, this is where again he so he has that connection that we saw last week with that imperial officer guy that he's basically blackmailing into giving yeah. him information. Um, I can't remember the details of that scene. I don't think he ever specifically said that um, the ISB is aware of and they like this whole thing they're setting up as a setup um, with the pilot and every Antor's people and everything. But he does know this, and we can assume he knows it because he knows that guy. They um, said it last week. It was it was fairly explicit. Like I, I think because they he was basically saying. So I don't think that this guy's being blackmailed. Like I think he joined up, and now he's just like really afraid, and he's like, yeah, I want to get yeah, out. And now he's kind of getting blackmailed to stay. So maybe that part is true. But he basically brought this information and was like, Hey, you could stop this. Like now I can leave. And he's like, No, no, no. You're way more valuable than this one mission. Let's let this mission go awry. And now he's going to talk to far to, to Sagrera and be like, like, hey, like I don't need you anymore because like I don't want you to die and I don't want to waste resources. Like my bad. And then we get that whole like Sagrera being very lies, deception, like him being very confused. Uh, I I loved uh, Forrest Whitaker here. I thought he, uh, I thought well, this might be my favorite scene with him. You know, I wasn't super high on him in Rogue One. Like he was a inter- it was an interesting character, right? But like this one, I was like, I kind of very much, I don't know. I understood him. I understood his fears, his motivations. Um, and like him, like breaking down, like we see Luthen's every move, you know, we know how he is, mm-hmm. but Saul only gets to see one side of him. And he's slowly realizing that he has way more connections. He's in with the ISB. He's in with Antor's people. There's a lot of sketchy stuff going on with him. And he like completely freaks out. And I'm like, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting because if you look at the like, if you look at the rebellion, you can kind of you can probably put analogs to like historical uprisings and, and like things like the first thing that jumped to my my mind is the idea of like maybe Sagrera is more like 
the Black Panthers where they're more like aggressive. And then there's the other side that's a little bit more like we're going to we're going to earn rights for for like civil. We're going to make civil rights happen via like politics and via like mar peaceful marches. And then Sakurai is like, fuck this. Like, I want to like we're going to be aggressive. Like, I'm going to be a gorilla. We're going to be gorilla tactics and stuff like that. So it's really cool to kind of like see the difference of approaches to achieve the same goal. And like, you can kind of tell like no one, neither of them is really wrong. Like, like Forrest Whitaker's character to be like, I don't trust anyone. He's kind of right. Um, and Stellan Sargent's character to be Luthen being like, Hey, like this is the long game. you got to play the long game. It's kind of like that yin and yang of like viable options. Yeah. Again, uh, really well said. I think this, I think a lot of this show, probably more so than anything in Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has always been some kind of reflection of society, right? It's always been a bit more vague. There's a lot of stuff here that's just completely on the nose. Um, yeah. We've talked about how the prison is basically a Nazi concentration camp. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, what you laid out here with, you know, civil rights movements and, you know, all, I mean, it can all be written back to something very specific like the american which... revolution same thing like any kind of uprising has like these people who have very different approaches of the way to do it and this is kind of them butting heads this is kind of a random sequitur about sagrera are they de-aging forrest whitaker or am i just like or does he just look that good I, well first of all i think they they owe they what's the opposite of de-aging re-aged age re age <laughs> up aged <laughs> Like a fine I guess. <laughs> I, it, just, it sounds weird to say they aged him in Rogue One um, because I, I think he does look very different, but I think he probably looks more true to himself now. Uh, and he was probably more scarred and had crazier hair and all that. Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm like looking at pictures of him in Rogue One right now. He looks like his age now. Like he's 61. I think he looks 61 in okay. Rogue One. And in this, he looks significantly younger. But honestly, isn't the time frame fairly similar? Like, aren't we talking like five years, like between this and Rogue One or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, it's I think it's like two. You know? I think it's way less. Oh, so. that's crazy. But yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So there he is. Um, next thing here deception. Was yeah <laughs> sorry that like i like when you were talking about like sagrera like i don't really like that character i'm like i just like the meme of that character like mm -hmm. that line is just so funny to me um yeah. and i just like i will always say that over and over again so apologies for that there you go <laughs> um we gotta talk about here though this is like honestly we should probably close talking about this but we're talking about luthan so he leaves here and he gets stopped by some sort of um uh imperial ship yeah. and they're they're scanning him he comes up with fake credentials and he's speeding. Like, he gets a speeding yeah. ticket and he's like you yeah. know what i'm just gonna bust out of here exactly so <laughs> um what did you think about this whole thing there's a lot of it's like he's got a lot of cool tech right like he's got like the equivalent of like you know the spikes coming out of the back of the james bond car oh, you yeah. know uh and uh he's got like a lightsaber ship like what what do you think about this whole the thing? technology is awesome and like sometimes i think it was like why didn't everyone have giant lightsabers on their ships and like to 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 defend themselves like no brainer like the millennium falcon should have all of this technology um i do think it's a little like um you, you get pulled over for speeding and you're like a little buzzed and you're like you know fuck it i'm just gonna drive away like and like and like like burn it all down like he he could have just like chilled like if he relaxed he would have been fine but like he he went he went ham and I'm glad it was visually great. I think it was really cool his strategy to like break the tracker and then jump to light speed and all that stuff. But 
it just seemed a little a little much for like what was happening. Like he he got pulled over by like a random highway cop. Like relax. Yeah, he was like two minutes from home. You know, like he could have <laughs> talked him through. You know, I'm not that. Yeah, he's, he's like a couple beers. Him, him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to talk about this though because Greg Dunlap has been in my DMs very upset about this ship. He thinks that you know it's kind of. Um, you know, he hates when they introduce technology lit earlier in the timeline when they don't utilize the stuff in the future timeline. My, my, I have a defense here, and I, I think it's the fact that first and foremost, they call this ship a haul. Like they're like, "Are we really reeling this guy in?" It's a haul craft, right? Like he's just, it's a ship. It's, it's, you know, it's clearly not like a weapon. Um, yeah. So it looks to me as though he has modified this ship on his own, which which like, makes me like Luthen a lot more to the fact that like, you know, he's out here working on his ship. He's he's turning a hall craft yeah. into a weapon, basically. And, uh, you know, I think that not only explains why this technology isn't used before, because it's his thing, um, but also it tells me more that Luthen's kind of a badass. Um, I think I agree with you that he's a badass. I agree with I I agree with I I agree partially with Greg that like it definitely doesn't track like linear like in in a line like why doesn't like why didn't someone else come up with this technology like clearly Luthen would have shared this with someone that he had like that he's like look at this cool ass thing that really worked well like we should put this on all of our cargo ships or all of our what I try not to get bogged down in that because like you'll drive yourself insane if you like get bogged down in that and. Um, but I, I could understand the frustration, like in that, in that, I could understand Greg's fr frustration. Um, but what I would tell him is just like shrug shoulders emoji, just like be like, okay, it is what it is. Let's move on kind of thing. And I know that sucks to hear, but it's just like, yeah, that's probably what you should do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, if you want to be a Star Wars fan, the sooner or later you need to like. <laughs> oh, our, 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 our Star Wars fans uh, over the top slash toxic sometimes. I, I've never seen anything like that. Like nobody's questioning that there's fire in space and you need oxygen to create. The fire Last Jedi ruined my life. <laughs> it was the worst movie I ever saw in my entire life. All time great tweet by that guy, yeah, whoever that guy was. Yeah, he's gone. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, last question here on this, um, because this is another thing Greg and I discussed: Is this ship a lightsaber? I I'm not even sure how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for the the audio only people, the facial reaction here for that question was uh, second to none. I I like I it is that like a thing? Like, can ships be like? Is like, is, are you saying like is that laser technology? Like, whatever that stone is that like makes lasers and all that stuff. Kyber crystal. Kyber crystals. I that one I should have known. Um, I I would assume not. Like, I would assume this is just like laser technology. Um, just like the the art like when. When the ships fire, like, their green and red photon things, are those lightsaber things or are those just, like, lasers? So, yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good question. I think, the, the, I think in order to have a lightsaber, it must be powered by a kyber crystal. Correct, I think yes. that's, that's rule number one. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. If you're thinking back to Rogue One, why was the Empire on Jeddah? What were they harvesting? Kyber crystals kyber to crystals. use for what? The Death Star, which that means if this ship is a lightsaber, then the Death Star is a lightsaber. That's that's <laughs> true. Like and, and like as I was thinking about it, it's like what if like what if a lightsaber is so powerful that like ultimately it is what powers all of these like TIE fighters and whatever. 
like I want I want this to be true because it's like really interesting and it's like a fun like thought exercise. But I think the easier explanation again is probably just like this is a laser that it's like not as powerful like as a lightsaber. Where like if a lightsaber comes up against this, it stops this. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think it would go through it even. Yes, it, w- it might it might cut it, but I can you yeah. cut a laser with another laser? I, I think I it would know. deflect it, like you know, like kind yes, of like yes, yes, yes. That's a perfect example. Light through a diamond or whatever. Yeah. Well, even like a blaster, like when when everyone's shooting blasters, are those lightsabers then? <laughs> yeah. No. Like basically, then you're saying that we, any laser is basically a, a, a lightsaber. Like I think yeah, it's we, like we'll break Star Wars if we keep talking about. Yeah, this. I think I think it like honestly now I think about it, it's it's probably like a lightsaber is like Valerian steel, and like every other laser is just like normal steel. Like well they're in said. the same they're in the same family, but like one is just better than the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's vibranium. Yeah, but it's vibranium. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh Vel here. Vel is Mon Mothma's cousin. Mon Mothma right. is the senator. Vel is the lady with the blonde hair. Uh, so yeah, we get a we don't learn a whole lot a, a whole lot in this conversation. Um you know, we do see um Mon's daughter, she is like She's getting into some weird stuff here. Yeah, she's, like, uh, thirsty for their home planet, like, religion cult, which, like, I want to watch that Netflix documentary about that, that 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 like, religion and, like, escaping that religion and, like, who's in charge of it. What are the, like, why are, like, what do the braids mean? I, like, I think that that is what's fascinating about this show is that it feels, like, I feel like there is a whole religion that I don't know about. There's a whole like thing you put in your drinks that I don't understand, but like it feels very lived in and it feels real. And I think that is really what's cool about this show. Yeah. And you know, the title of this episode, daughter of Ferrix, it's very briefly explained. I don't honestly don't know why that's the name of the episode, but it's very briefly explained at the beginning that on Ferrix, they have these uh, women that come and take the dead bodies and turn them they basically cremate them and turn them into bricks is kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's like, that's just like one little element that just kind of builds out the world so much more. And that's the thing Andor is so good at is we are exploring like these little traditions. And also we get the other side of it where the empire is like directly like saying like, Oh, we don't care about the, like uh, we don't trust these people. We, we will take away their culture if it means safety for us. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, again, like, like, the dark the dark side is based on nazis like it's straight up like like there's an epic rap battle where it's hitler versus dark theater like these things are not like obfuscated it's a very clear thing it's like we're gonna get rid of religion we're gonna get rid of culture we're gonna create a monolith it's clearly what they're trying to achieve yeah so um so another interesting thing here she's basically explaining to vel a lot of things she's been going through with the money how people are on to her how it's gonna start looking really sketchy she's scared Mm -hmm. Um, so a couple things here. First and foremost, she mentions she's missing, uh, 400,000 credits, which wouldn't it be nice if there was a family member that happened to have robbed, uh, the empire of a similar amount of money that could help out. Possibly know someone in that situation though. I was literally going to make the same comment to you. So I'm glad you said it first. Yeah. But (laughs) oh, you need money. I didn't, I didn't, I, I could never find that much money. How would I find that much money? And what's interesting is like, 
the one of the last thing Mon says before her daughter comes in is, "I have found a solution," and she's like on the verge of tears, and you you know that like that solution is basically marrying her daughter off to that guy to like a mom um, boss's kid, like yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like so oh, I'm gonna marry this sweet little girl to Anthony Soprano, and uh, but like <laughs> no big deal if you if you have the money, it, don't worry about it. Like it's not a big deal. Like I I'll solve it myself. And Belle's like, oh, your daughter's here. I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> gotta run. Bye. Love you. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, gotta go to the, uh, the, the, the tchotchke store and, yeah. uh, and talk some business. <laughs> there you go. So, um, yeah, there, there's Vel and, and Ma in there. Um, let's see what else. I guess the last thing we haven't really touched on um is Cyril our incel uh man here he also gets a call about going to the funeral and uh you know it's kind of a funny scene this dude calling is like an absolute idiot I guess the phone's like breaking up or whatever yeah and then the guy's like he's like what what do you need to tell me and he's like I'm doing good thank you it's like <laughs> no <laughs> so I thought this was funny but basically he gets the point across that Andrew's mother died he might be yeah. at the funeral yeah. Uh, so what? What was what? Like, I don't know why in this scene it really landed on me. Um, but I always I think about like what our culture has evolved to, where like if someone is if if someone is I basically only Facetime my girlfriend and like maybe my parents like once a year on like their on the holidays. I don't even know. Like maybe COVID, I did it more. A text is the only way to talk. But for some reason, in this highly advanced society, everyone is still video chatting. Everyone is still no one. No one is sending text messages. I feel like how did Star Wars universe never under develop text messages? Like, uh, hey, bro, um, Andor's mom's just died. Like, funerals on Tuesday. See you. See, see you soon. Come on. Yeah, quick it, little text. It's fascinating because, um, like, Star Wars is kind of like an element of its time. It's basically yeah. what people thought the future would be like in the 60s. So yeah. it's like now that now it is that time and they, they've got it completely wrong, but they can't break canon by yeah. like copying what we have now. <laughs> so. Because then like Greg would be sliding into everyone's DMs and like exactly. it would be a problem for everyone. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I love you, Greg. I love pinball. I love you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's super fascinating that, um, you know, and, and the prequels would take place before this. Um, the main means of communication was like the 3D hollow projections. Yeah. Um, and even in the original trilogy. So, like, I don't know. What's the best way to call somebody? Do you do go full 3D? There's or... too many options. There's too many options. I would be so self conscious in 3D. I'd be like, is someone like looking at my ass? Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, 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 you don't need to see my whole profile. Like, I barely like getting on Zoom calls for work where like I have to like make sure like my torso is like clean. Like I, I, if I can be off camera, that's that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there you have it. Um, so the last thing here, though, he's I think he, he stole some money from his mom. He's clearly going to the funeral. So can we break this down? Who all is going to the funeral? We we've Everyone. got. Every, <laughs> well, uh, every character we know is going to this funeral, basically. Right. Is Luthen going? I don't know. If I Luthen think is. Luthen is going. Okay. What about? Oh no, no. Luthen's got his whole thing. I think you're right. Yeah, so I think C Cyril is going for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously Andor's going. Um, uh, who else? Vel. Uh, Vel. Yeah, is Vel, is Vel going? She said she was going. Yeah, because she, we didn't talk about it, but she went to the antique. Oh, store because Cinta is there. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm. I'm was like working. working in the shop. Is like, I don't know anyone. I just arrived. 
Let me get your takes on this. I found out today that they're supposed to be a lesbian uh, couple. I, I I saw that. Yeah. How 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 are we supposed to know that besides um, an interview? I I think like there could I think there's like sexual tension with them on in like the middle three episodes. I hate I've uh, I I'm not gonna do it because I've already had this conversation. I've heard this rant before. And you're right. You're a hundred percent. I have it every time this happens. It's like <laughs> I, I'm, it blew me. I'm mind. pretty sure it happened to Black Panther too. Also, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, where I like already... it was like the last scene in the movie, and they're like, "By the way, Akoya and this other woman are like hooking up," and I was like, "What? Like, like when did it like like like?" And it was very subtle. It was like she like like pats her on the back, and like it definitely was like I was definitely like. Oh, they're supposed to be les- lesbians, and like Kevin Feige is like, look at inclusion, look what we're doing, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, you're the worst. It's like I'm not even a queer person, but I'm offended, so I can't imagine <laughs> how like it's like it's it's always disrespectful to like hype this stuff up, like basically like oh you're on your press circuit, oh this we're gonna showcase a queer relationship, and it's like no you're not it's like that. Yeah, I don't like I I feel like this one was i i think wasn't it like implied i i feel like i'm trying to think back to specifics but like i feel like it was spoken about that like these two were like canoodling when they were like living there for like a year pra- like planning the mission and then like after the mission when cinta escapes i still don't understand how she escaped but like they're just like yeah yeah she she was in the control room and then she's just like at a speed racer somewhere else i'm like okay um uh and like i i think there was like a, oh man we have to separate kind of thing but i agree most of this kind of like uh stuff is very like light and very kind of like kind of bull if you ask me but what are you gonna do yeah. okay robbie uh what else anything else on andor you need to speak on um i I, I, i'm loving this show like i absolutely like i don't know like i think about like my favorite genres of show like movies that i'm just like oh give me a good heist i mean give me like prison is like one of my favorite things in terms of like not where i want to go but like uh like the rock was like my favorite movie when i was a kid like the prison break scene was incredible and to get both of them in the season has just been fabulous um, I really like I, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the way the storytelling has been done where we've basically been getting three episode chunks that feel like almost mini movies where we have the first three where we're introduced to Cassian. Uh, uh, we have the second three where it's the heist. We have the next three where he's in prison. And then we have these last two that's like, OK, everyone's converging on the same place. Yeah, so. I actually complained about this earlier in the season. I didn't love uh, the first six episodes. I loved every third episode. I loved episode three and I loved episode six. It was always the climax of, of the, of the, the three. I just felt like they didn't quite build out like the structure of the arcs weren't quite there for me. Cause it was like episode one setup, episode two, more setup, episode three resolution. It's like, I feel like, I get what they're going for, but it's like, I think you can have many resolutions throughout the three episodes. It just felt, it was a little slow for me. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Um, You know, I I feel like maybe the first six episodes could have been two long movies, you know, and I don't know. Maybe I'm So you you wish the season was a a trilogy is what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, because they they ruined Star Wars movies. So yeah, the movies, uh, Star Wars movies are not allowed anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, something I, I kind of touched on briefly, briefly, and I, I'm curious um, where you, how you think this is going to play out. And I feel like it is the biggest, it's the biggest unanswered question for Cassian right now. Is 
are we ever going to talk about his sister again? Is that going to come back in like, are we going to get a gut punch where like, she's a member of like, like, is she a part of the empire? Is she already in the rebel Alliance? Is she just like, uh, basically they were like, she's a hooker. Like in the first episode, like, like, are we going to find out like what she is or, or is that just like, was that just our entree into the show? Well, it's weird. If we had like, because I had completely forgotten about it. You know, we get it basically in the beginning. Yeah, it's like the episodes. first episode or two. We, we do yeah. talk about it. We get some backstory. And like at that point, I'm like, I'm sold that they're, this is coming back. And then it's like radio silent for a couple more episodes. But then Marva, like one of her final words to Andor was stop looking for your sister. And like, I, I still don't know what to read from that. And I think that's the thing I like about the show, especially compared to Marvel shows, because they'll lay things out. I'm like, I clearly see where this mm-hmm. is going. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if if his lesson is, okay, that was the last thing my mom said to me. I need to let my sister go. It's time to move on from family and be a rebel, you know? Or yeah. is it like, you know, my mom was wrong. I can I could do better. I can find my sister. And then he finds his sister. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I like, I, I honestly, I, I forgot that she said that. And the way that I like, and then you said it, and I was like, there's two ways to read it in my mind is like, either A, like it's a sad story and she died and like, maybe like Marva had something to do with it because of what their mission was on that planet or whatever. And that's why he doesn't, she doesn't want him to do anything. And then the other side is that it's like very like uh, your father's dead. Don't go find your father, Luke. Um, because it's like, like the big bad is, is, is yeah. Um, is like this is, this, is his sister. And I like, honestly, like that would be the most star Wars thing ever. If his sister was like the ultimate villain, like w- would that like shock you at all? But I, those are the two reads that I have of it. I, I think it comes back. I don't know if it definitely comes back this season. Uh, I think that the sh- Tony Gilroy is like such is like a good enough writer where that was a pretty meaty thread in the first episode or two. And with that last speech by Marva, it, like it's got to pay off some at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, I feel like we got a lot to do in this finale coming. I'm not, I I haven't processed it, but next week is the finale. And in fact, um. I'm- very quickly, let's do let's do something. You want to do a death draft? Sure. Maybe two people each, because I don't think okay. there's a whole lot of options. Okay, um, sure. I- I'll let you're the guest, so do you want to pick somebody that you think is going to die? Someone who I think is going to die. This is, it's kind of hard. Um, well, we know it's a couple of people who are, are going to live. Um, yeah. I I know this. Give me Mon Matha's daughter. That was my first pick. That's my first pick. Is Mon Matha's daughter? Is is my first. I I don't even know how I landed there. I'm just like, I want to find someone consequential enough, but like not like I I had someone else in mind, but I was like, they're not gonna die, are they? So that's my first pick. Mon Matha's daughter. Yeah, I think Mon Mothma, she, she, there's a big leap from where she is now to how she is in Rogue One. Like where and she's I the think, leader of the rebels. <laughs> exactly. And she's like so reluctant right, right now. She needs that push. And you know what? I'll go the other route. Um, her other family member, I think Vel, her cousin, uh, could die. Again, I think somebody in her family has to die to motivate her to go full force against the Empire. I think it has to be a family member. If I can't take the daughter, I'll take Vel. I think Vel probably a little bit more important i could see bell in season two but uh i'm really betting on the mon mothma tragedy here so yeah. i'll say bell i think we need Vel to kind of like we'll probably get Vel interacting with andor again so like maybe like that will happen what i what i have appreciated about the show is that there have been a like um 
Did you watch the bear? I didn't. I will eventually. You should watch the bear. But um, uh, Eben Moss uh, Bakara, who was like the he was like the guy with the tattoos during the whatever, um, mm-hmm. who like Andor kills at the end. Like I, they built up enough characters where like when they killed him, I like it felt impactful, even though he was around for like three episodes. Um, my second pick is going to be. I don't think he's going to die. I'm like, I want to take him, but I'm like, I don't think he's going to die. I was going to take Cyril. I, I just don't think he's going to die. Like, I think he's got like, he needs, he's like been so backgrounded that like, I feel like he's a season two antagonist. Um, give me, give me Sinta Kaz. Um, instead of Vel, I think we're going to be dealing with Vel mourning the loss. I think one of them is dying. I think it's probably, and you already got the other one. So I'm going to take Sinta. Okay. So, and I actually agree with something you said. I do believe Cyril will be the main antagonist of season two, which means there has to be a door that closes in season one. And I think that door's name is Dedra. I think Dedra's wow. going to die. Yeah. That would it's be big. That would be awesome. Honestly, like, <laughs> and it would, it could be something where like Cyril does it to get like his foot in the door at like the, was it the CIA? I don't know what it's actually called, but <laughs> effectively it's a, what, what is it, the ISB? I, yeah. Yeah, effectively, it's the FBI, the CIA, the Gestapo. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, not nice. exactly, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, um, I think that, that would be really badass if that happened. Um, I really like that. Um, I don't know if I have anyone else to pick, so I'm just gonna I'm yeah, just gonna say that's, that's the end of the draft. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Two's great. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, thank you so much for doing this. It's always a blast to have you. Before we go, I feel like I don't do it all the time now, but you know, I gotta. I feel like when you have Robbie Freeman on, I gotta know what your favorite thing is right now. That's not Andor. Uh, do you have a recommendation for the audience? Um. I just watched – I'll give a show that I literally just watched the first episode. It's called Fleischman in Trouble. I found it delightful. Um, I might be a little biased because I'm a Jew from the Upper East Side uh, who lived on the Upper East Side for years, and it's about a Jew from the Upper East Side. So it's a little biased there. But if you want something a little bit um, more broadly kind of – everyone will like Inside Man on Netflix. It's a four-episode uh, mini – not miniseries. Yeah, miniseries um, starring Stanley Tucci as a, a death row detective. And David Tennant as a guy who um, uh, basically uh, finds himself in an impossible situation. Um, It's really tense. It's really over the top in like a kind of tense way. Um, It's only four episodes long. You can watch it over a weekend, over Thanksgiving. Um, That's the show that I would recommend to people. What was the first one called? Uh, Fleischman's In Trouble. Okay. It's starring uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Claire Danes, I think. I uh, I don't know if this is even okay to say. I, I love anything. I love Jewish shows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm like the I'm like the anti Kanye. I love Jewish. People, <laughs> we so... appreciate your support. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. You say you, you say it's about uh, Jewish people. I'm in. So okay. Well, uh, you can watch Shiva Baby. Also, that's the most. That was the most real realistic uh, depiction of Judaism I ever saw with this overbearing mom as a Shiva. Um, just it made me so uncomfortable that I was just like, this is real life. So I will also recommend Shiva Baby uh, if you're into Jewish content. <laughs> what about uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth? Did you see that? I have not seen Cha Cha Real Smooth. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm I don't know how it holds up. They just happen, you know. They they go to a lot of bar mitzvahs in there, but uh, <laughs> that's my second favorite movie of the year. So there you I, go. I gotta check it out then. 
got to. Uh, okay, Robbie, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and all about your podcast? Well, for another four days, you'll be able to find me on twitter.com at Robbie underscore Freeman. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at the B Sharps uh, for you Simpsons fans. Uh, that's a Simpsons joke. And uh, you could, well, most importantly, you could listen to Kickball Friends. Uh, my my Kickball friend and I, Jesse Skolnick, we uh, put out a podcast about pop culture, basically the biggest shows and movies that come out each week. Um, and we dr- usually drop Tuesday afternoon. So if you're looking for something for the commute home on Tuesday, uh, we're the perfect perfect thing to listen to. Yeah, I always have to uh, second the plug because it's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Much appreciated. Robbie, quick. I know we're about to close up here. Um, We had Jesse represent the podcast in the trivia competition. Uh, He went out round one. How did you feel about that? I, I was okay with it. I felt like the 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 knowledge. Was Actually, he might have read Mount Round Two. I don't. Even I think he went Round Two. Oh, okay, if you if you said Round Sorry. One and Jesse listened to this, he would lose his effing <laughs> shit. Um, uh, Tell him this episode was really bad. He doesn't have. To. Yeah, it was really bad. You shouldn't listen. Definitely don't listen to the last five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I I was proud of him. I think the 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 knowledge went deep, and I think Jesse has a specialties, and I think he just ran into n- not his specialty. It was was the yeah. problem. Well, we'll get him back for the comics one. I think that's where he Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he can go to Tom, uh, toe-to-toe with Tommy Touchdown. I think he's got there a shot. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, again, Robbie, thank you so much. I'm going to close this out here. i like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Um, also, please subscribe because we're going to be here multiple times a week talking about all kinds of fun stuff. Um, also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Linktree, Venmo, just got Discord. Yeah, Discord. Yeah, we have a Discord community. Uh, but yeah, check us out on all that stuff. You can check our show notes. I put the link tree in the show notes. I I did. I spent a lot of time on it this week. You know, they, it's got all the social buttons at the top. You know, you can do basically everything on there. So uh, click on that. You'll find all kinds of fun stuff. I will be honest. After I saw, I think it was one of the Marvel movies or one of the shows I was watching. I was like, oh, I really want to talk about this with someone. And I went, I went to the Discord, and it was just like. I was like, ah, I feel a little weird. No one's really here. But I, I next time I need someone to talk to a show about, I will I will be on that Discord to talk Marvel and to talk Star Wars. So uh, I'll see you there, everybody, especially when Twitter's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're all moving to Discord. No, I'm not going to lie. The Discord's a little, you know, it's not super chatty. Um, but that's why we need people. So if you're listening, yeah, um, yeah do that. Uh, but that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye.